Hello, and welcome to Magic is Real, a podcast focused on the fascinating world of near-death experiences, spirit communication, and all things metaphysical and spiritual. The mission of this project is to share messages of hope and inspiration with others, and to spread the word that death is only an illusion. Thank you for being here with an open heart and mind. I wish you peace, light, and love always. All right, so here I am with Robert Petrillo. He is the host of Obsessed with Death, a podcast. And I have him on today because I'm going to have him explain this to you. He has had an obsession with death for a very long time. There's a lot of fear and mystery around death. So Rob, can you kind of tell us what it was that inspired you to do your podcast and tell us about the podcast as well? Sure. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Um, there's, yeah, there's a few things that go into it. it. It basically just started off with this just anxiety and fear around death. You know, I could remember exactly where I was the moment I sort of realized that like, we're all going to die one day. And like that, like fear sort of just washed over me and I feel like I've never really been the same since then and I would want to talk about it all the time I would you know I'd meet new people or I'd be with friends and I would just be like you know uh, I'm the guy who would just walk up to somebody and be like what do you think happens when you die like what what do you think is going on and a lot of people don't want to think about that they and they don't want to talk about it it makes them uncomfortable and it's totally understandable. I, I get that. And I don't want to make people uncomfortable, but I was just like, so desperate to be like, I need to, I have to talk about this. It's, it's just, it's, and you know, I, I, I did, I do therapy and you know, you do all these things to sort of help and deal with it. And something that we, that we came up with was, well, you know, trying to find an outlet for this anxiety that I have and, and, and a way to, to sort of embrace it in, in, in some sense. And it would be, you know, sometimes just watching documentaries or reading books or whatever it was, but I really felt like I just want to talk to people about it. And, you know, I come from a broadcasting background. I, I loved old talk radio and, and uh, you know, I loved podcasts and listened to a ton of them and there was a few where people would come on and, and there would be conversations about death and I always really loved those and I thought that that could probably be like the best outlet for me is you know I, I like to talk I, I like to talk about this kind of stuff and I would love to you know create something so it's sort of just yes yeah, started with um you know the idea was just to maybe have people on and and have these sort of conversations and uh, see how other people felt about death and what they thought and their experiences and all of that stuff. And it just sort of evolved into this thing where I just wanted to find people who were like also like in this like death world because I felt like we we could just have, I don't, I don't want to say better conversations, but we, we were both just sort of looking for the same things. So I, we just we just connected better. So I just started interviewing people that were in the death community, you know, people who worked. It started off with like people in, in funeral homes and then, uh, you know, people who had near death experiences and people who worked. You know, I, I spoke to, to um, you know, talking to doctors and, and documentarians and all these different people who like worked in this world and. Yeah, it's just it just became this 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 crazy thing where 
I would have these conversations with them. And then like, I would just like, I, sometimes I'd have to like get up and like go for a walk afterwards. Cause I just would like have like this energy from this conversation. Like it would just be too much. So yeah, it, it, you know, it, it came from this anxiety. It came from my friends basically being like, I don't want to talk about death anymore. Leave me alone. Like I can't, <laughs> I can't, I can't do it. And yeah. it's just a mixture of, of a million different things, but uh, yeah, here we are now. I, I, I just, I'm continuing to like meet all these incredibly interesting and, and awesome people. And yeah, it's uh yeah, we're, we're about 30 episodes in now and I, I don't see it ending anytime yeah. soon. Yeah. And that's why I was so happy to find you because I'm the same way. Yeah. I've never been someone that wants to have the chit chat conversations. I'm going right to death. I want to talk about <laughs> spirituality. But yeah. I also, my background too, is that I was, I don't want to say atheist, I was atheist at certain points in my life, the angstier periods. Um, and I don't know that I necessarily dwelled on death, but there was a, I remember saying, I think in college, you turn to dust and then you die. I mean, you die sure. and then you turn to dust, sorry, reverse. You <laughs> die and then you turn to dust. Um, yeah. And I just thought that's it. And so it was very uh, angsty and very nihilistic and just like, well, sure. who cares about anything? Because we're all just going to die in the end. And it is that feeling of like, why do we come into this world if we're just going to die? Like, what's yeah. this? Then why are we even bothering? What's the point? And I think we all have those questions, whether we're spiritual or not, of what happens when we die. Yeah. And it took so many years of evolution to get to where I am now, where I'm all in with interviewing near-death experiencers and doing mediumship work and realizing that my belief now is totally different where it's like, oh, wait, this here, this is the dream. That's the reality. And it's really helped me with my anxiety because I have severe anxiety disorder. I don't know if, I don't like to call it a disorder. I, I think it's a protective mechanism for those of us that are intelligent enough to think past Sure. What's right in front of us and go, what's yeah. happening here? And I remember turning 21 and 25 and going, oh my God, I'm 25. I might as well be dead. Like it's all over. <laughs> like I just like, and yeah, I can't. Just one now, day closer to death. One day closer to death. And suddenly I'm like, well, there goes everything. So um, yeah. do you have any memories of other than just being born a highly intelligent person and an insightful <laughs> feeling person? Yeah. Of anything that may have happened in your childhood that sort of might have triggered this anxiety or at least even led up to having more questions about death itself. You know, not not that I could really think of where it's like, oh, this one thing happened. And because I, I, you know, I had I had, you know, um, great grandparents pass away when I was young and I remember going to the funeral and it being an open casket and it not really affecting me. Yeah. Same. Um, partially probably because I was still very young and maybe didn't know exactly what I was even seeing, but mm -hmm. even thinking about it later, it not really, I think, I don't, I don't, I like, like I, I mentioned before, it's like, I, I remember exactly where I was when I like sort of had that realization and that's really, I guess, where where it comes from is like literally just sitting alone, just thinking and then being like, oh, man, yeah, it could just be nothingness forever. 
Yeah. And like the, the darkness is just so so it wasn't necessarily like this 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 really spiritual or, or extreme situation. It was basically just that like light bulb flickered in my brain and was just like, oh yeah, we I am gonna and I was young when this happened, but I was like, Oh yeah, I am gonna die one day. And then that's just it. And then yeah. we're done. And I don't know if I necessarily believe that now. I don't know. That was my next question is okay. having yeah. interviewed um, a lot of the people that you have yeah. and you've interviewed people who work in the more tangible yeah. aspect of death, like uh, funeral home uh, people who you've you've interviewed someone that what do you call it? I almost called it taxidermy. That's not what it, but that I involved. did interview someone who does taxidermy. Oh, but you yeah. did. Okay. That's right. Did, I'm yeah, not wrong. Yeah. I'm not no. wrong. I, I wanted to say the people who uh, I can't think of the word right now, but prepare the bodies um post. oh sure 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 yeah well th there's so I, I interviewed someone who worked in a funeral home and she did like the embalming and and, and right. I'll, embalming I'll, I'll, yeah and i'll and a few different things in the funeral home she used to go pick up bodies all kinds of yeah interesting uh jobs <laughs> she yeah she, she yeah she did but uh yeah so yeah I've, I've definitely spoken to people who are who have worked in morgues and who just basically are yeah. around dead bodies all the time yeah Right. And then I find and yeah, and then I, I uh, was listening to your podcast and, and I reached out to you because I was like, oh, you know, I actually would love to talk about that. And then yeah. also the spiritual aspect. And have you where do you stand now? Would you say you're an agnostic? Would you say you're um, you believe it when you see it? Are you a skeptic? Where do you fall on the spectrum of spirituality versus atheism? Yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's so hard to put like a label on it because I, I think it does sort of change a lot. Um, I think you know I we we talked we talked earlier too um, about a, a year ago. Uh, I was with my mother and she was having this like sort of intense surgery where it was like she could die from the surgery. Like this could be the end of it. So <laughs> my brain goes to okay if you're going to die right now, we should have the, a conversation and the conversation we should have is what are you going to do to signal to me that like things are still going on? It's yeah, not like yeah. we should be telling each other how we feel and, and, you know, spending this quality time. I'm like, no, we need like a code word <laughs> or like, can you like make it rain or like a bird fly into my window? Like you got to do something. So if you, right. and that's literally what we talked about on the way to the hospital. I was just like, we got to come up with a thing. If you die, I need, I need somebody. You need a signal. You're like, I've never had the opportunity to speak to somebody who could possibly be dead within the next few hours. <laughs> so uh, we, we got to come up with a plan. So like, that's really, I think a big part of when I try and explain to people like where I am spiritually, it's like, yeah. oh, I'm just trying to like, you'd like to believe cheat. it. I'm trying to cheat. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm getting an opportunity here. Most people, you, if they're like having a heart attack and they're about to die, you can't shake them and be like, have, make it rain on Thursday. Like that doesn't, you can't do that. So right. I'm like, if there is something I need proof, what better way to do it than to like ask my mom before I know. major surgery. I know. It's like, and I'm sure that was very soothing for her as well. She I enjoyed know. it. Yeah. But, but yeah, <laughs> she, she, she played along. She enjoyed it. Yeah. And I, I, you and I think so much alike and I love your brain because I have that same thought. Uh, one of my best friends just passed away recently, unexpectedly in a freak way, but 
we talked about death all the time together. He was only 40, yeah. right? So he called me his ghost whisperer friend and told me all these ghost stories from his childhood because he grew up on a cemetery, on a like civil war cemetery wow. and yeah. was telling me about how he heard a voice be like, hey, you know, in, in the middle of the night and things. So we talked about death all the time. And uh, he explained that his last name uh, was the, what they called the guy who would like roll the dead bodies out when they would, uh, his last oh, wow. name's Carter. And he's like, do you know where that comes from? It comes from the guys who used to push the bodies in the carts and pile them up. So we wow. had these conversations all the time. Yeah. And then he just, he's with me right now. I just felt him so strongly. So all, you know, and then all of a sudden he dies and none of us, it was so. Yeah, that's, I'm so sorry. Out. It was so, thank you. It was so crazy that he moved out here to Virginia where nobody lives. He's my friend from LA. We spent all this time together and suddenly he's gone. And I still talk to him and say, wait, like, so you died? Like, I know, like, I can't believe yeah. you died. I say yeah. that like to him all the time. I'm like, so are you going to like, tell me what's going on? Like what? I can't believe that we had these conversations and now you're there and I just want to talk about it. Yeah. Um, so it's this fascination. It's most people would not go there in their brains. They'd be like, that's a little morbid and weird. Sure. But I automatically am like, someone so close to me knows what it's like to die. I can't stop thinking about that apart from the grief and the others, you know, the, the yeah, there's a lot other I stuff. Mean, yeah, of course. Like if my mom did pass away that, you know, that day from surgery, I don't know if my first thought would be, well, I'm going to wait for it to rain on Thursday now. Of course, you know, there would be grief and some other things, but I genuinely do feel like once I, I took my my time to, to to grieve, you know, I would be waiting for, for that for that rain or that bird to to fly into my window, you know, like I'd be waiting for it because that's yeah. like this part of the whole thing is, you know, it's it is scary, but, you know, um you you mentioned earlier too where it's just like oh we're gonna die one day like what's the point who cares and it's like that's um there you know there's obviously different ways of looking at that that's like motivation too where it's like oh well you could just do whatever you want because you are gonna die one day and it doesn't matter like there's so much beauty in that too it's yeah. terrifying but it's beautiful because you're just mm -hmm. like yeah fuck it sorry i don't right. know if i can curse you can't you absolutely can okay um you yeah. know you you could do whatever you want who gives a shit Right. Um. So you know, yeah, it's it's a whole lot of things. And then uh, my 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 main thing is I'm very much obsessed with reincarnation. Mm -hmm. I can't get enough of it. I I I read about it constantly. Um. There's Ooh. there's some really great documentaries about it. Um. And I don't know if you're if you're a, if you go on Reddit at all, but there was a there was a Reddit thread that basically accidentally started because somebody posted a, a story about their kid where they're like, does anybody else's kid say that they used to have a, another family and they like have incredible details for a four-year-old and you're just like kind of terrified of your child now. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then it just rained 15,000 stories, wow. just, you know, 15,000 comments, mostly stories of, and it was just so great. It like blew my mind. This is a few years ago. Uh, where it was just like, I, I, you know, I spent hours reading all of these comments and all these people and all of the stories were so similar, like right. scary, similar. And all of the ages were so close. It was always, you know, between like four and six, mm -hmm. four and seven, right. You know, um, and I just could, I just, you know, whatever. And it's some people, maybe they want to make up a, a funny story, whatever. 
there's some of them where you're just like i i just i it just blew my mind um and then like i said there's there's some doc i've seen some documentaries where it's really crazy there's doctors that study reincarnation uh you know as a profession and will really dedicate time to like meeting with these children and and doing their research and almost essentially quizzing them on what they're saying and like doing the research and and, the research and it's and it's it's like this proof that they have where it's like yeah these kids you know there's kids talking about like airplanes from like world war ii and it's like you're six years old no one you don't even know what world war ii is right you're like oh well i flew this plane and i i crashed here whatever it's just so crazy so i'm like a little obsessed with that um I have a niece who who can't speak yet. We're getting there, but as soon as she's old enough, I have so many questions. Right. I just <laughs> right. want to know. I just want to grab her and be like, do you, "What do you remember?" I know, and that's the, the thing that so many I've I've seen that too. And there's also another one you probably have seen on YouTube, and it's I think it was an episode of Extraordinary People, uh, and it's called "The Boy Who Lived Before," and this kid, I believe, it was in Scotland. And oh, I just got chills about it It, because it's one of the best ones where you're like, that kid is not acting. That kid is sobbing. And they took him to the house where he said he used to live. Like his parents started to put together that he's got this whole story and he's only a little kid and he's so earnest about it. And they started to research and they're like, that actually is a place. And they took him there and they filmed it. And the kid was hysterically sobbing. And he was like, that's my house. And that's where my dog was. And they pieced together that these things were true. And he'd never been there before. And one time I was babysitting for a kid that was like six years old. And we went to, he might've been five actually. He was younger than six for sure. Maybe four or five. Took him to the park and he looks so, and he's a Caucasian kid and he looks over and there's this, um, like, I think they're Mexican. I I lived in LA. So it's, you know, there are a lot of Mexican people. And he looks over there and he's like, my family. He goes, my family, my family. And I'm like, what? And he takes off running. And he's like, yeah. I miss my family. I want to be with my family. And he like runs into their arms. And I was like, I'm, I'm sorry. And they were very yeah. sweet. And like, you know, he's sure. a cute little kid. So they're not mad. But finally, I was like, okay, we got to go. We got to go. And he was like, no, I want to be with my family. He was so earnestly upset about it. And I asked his mom, she's like, he's never said anything like that before. Even to this day, I've been like, did anything else happen? And she's like, no this kid was hysterical and yeah. was like, that is my family. That's my dad. And it, I always wondered, is it like, maybe he, you know, came from a different culture or maybe those people, those souls he recognized as being people that were in his family before, and they were maybe crossing paths in a different yeah. incarnation. That stuff is so fascinating also. Yeah. It does seem like children just could see and sense things that like yeah. adults just can't. Because they haven't been trained out of it yet, and yeah, and 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 a lot of it, a lot of those those stories that 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 I was reading, a lot of them were like, oh, I you know I got to choose you, like you're my new family. A lot of it is like you're my new family. Yes, like they they did it once, it didn't work. A lot of it was like seemed to be like accidents, car accidents, fires, <clears throat> you know, whatever. So it seemed like a lot of them were like, oh yeah, you're my new family. Like I got to choose you. Yeah, a lot of them, you know, a lot of these kids would tell stories about, oh, my imaginary friend, and they describe the imaginary friend, and it was like the mom's father who died like six <laughs> years ago. She's like, oh, he's got this like weird accent, and it's like, oh, the, the you know the father was Irish, and then you're just like, it's it's it, it yeah, it, 
it's just it's there's just so many stories like these and it's so hard to argue them where you're just like well there's got to be something to that yes I think that's that you nailed it I think it's great to be skeptical in fact that's one thing I really emphasize on this podcast is I don't want it to be so woo-woo that it's not accessible to the average person yeah. I want it to be a point of conversation where just listen to this story and, and you draw your own conclusions and nobody's trying to convert anybody. Um, as I've said, I work as a medium. I have clients and the stuff that comes through to me, I'm, I sit there and go, really, are you kidding me? Like I'm shocked when I get it right. Um, which is, <laughs> yeah. you know, every, every reading, there's something really valuable there. And I, I'm always shocked. I never know that spirit's going to show up every time and they always do. And I'm always as blown away as my client, if not more, because it's coming from me and I'm shocked, but it is, uh, I also am a skeptic, not because I don't, I know this is real. Yeah. I know it is, but there are things that I'm not a hundred percent sure about. And so I take them with a grain of salt. So when somebody says, Oh, I, um, you know, was walking down the road and I saw Jesus. I'm like, I think they believe that they saw Jesus and it's yeah. very, it, it could be true. I don't know. It's never happened to me or, um, that's stuff where people like a physical mediumship where they sit in the dark and this ectoplasm comes out of their body. I'm always like, really? I don't know about that. And then I have friends that are like, no, it's real. Like I've sat in on it. I've been there. And I'm like, I just, it seems weird to me, but it doesn't mean it's not real. I just yeah. haven't had the experience before. Yeah. I, I, I think about that a lot when people talk about like near death experiences where I'm like, Okay, I definitely you 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 know you they they tell a story and it's this wild story and you're like yeah I mean I definitely believe that that happens to you but I just don't know to like what extent in in the sense right. of like the brain is so incredibly powerful that yeah. sometimes I go okay well was that like a spiritual like was that did you like legitimately go somewhere or did like your brain just like create that for you and both are honestly fine i'm okay with either right it, whatever whatever your brain you know your brain again is so powerful that it could be just creating the situation to just calm you down and 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 make the situation you're going through a little bit easier but it could be more than that and it's just right. it's it's just so tough and that's the thing where you're just like, well, you'll never really know for sure until I guess until you it, go it happens to you. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the thing that there are people that say it's all just brain chemicals and trying to calm you down and endorphins yeah. and hallucinations. Yeah. And um, and I think that I can understand because that's something I would have thought at some point. And yeah. now my view has changed on it now that I've met so many near-death experiencers. And I'm like, if it was a hallucination, why are they all the same? Thing. like sure. why are they all experiencing the same thing just different details and um so but I think it's totally normal to be skeptical of that which is yeah. unseen and that's something that I really like to as I said bring is um some uh groundedness as we have these conversations and I wanted yeah. to have you on specifically uh because uh, because we like to talk about death and I think it's a really yeah. interesting topic and it's some so full of mystery and also to have you receive a mediumship reading from a medium uh, to see what comes through and what your impressions are. Yeah. So with that being said, uh, we're going to cut to the clip of your reading. Yeah. And then we will resume again and debrief. 
Sounds good. Hello, Magic is Real family. I'm Shannon Torrance, and I'm here today with an episode that I'm really excited about. Today, I have with me, as you can see, not one guest, but two guests. And this lovely woman here, I can't tell where, she, where she'll be when you're watching this. Um, she is Lana Johnson. She is an evidential psychic medium. I'm going to have her explain to you what she does. This other gentleman we have here, this guy is Rob. I'm not going to tell, I'm not going to say anything else because I don't want to give any information. But after Lana gives Rob a reading, we'll go into an interview with Rob and we'll explain more about who he is and why he's here. So welcome both of you. And thank you so much for your time, your energy, your love for showing up. And um, first, I'd just love to say, Lana, thank you for being here. Can you just tell us a little bit about yourself in terms of the work that you do and how you got into this work in the first place? Yes. So I do work as a medium and um, I did, it, it, it came to me. I mean, I remember as a child seeing spirit, but my mother beat it out of me. And so it came back like in my mid thirties with a vengeance. And so I didn't work professionally at it for a while, but when I married my husband, he made me quit working so I could do it professionally. Oh, and so that's nice. I study in England at the Spiritualist Church, Walter Finley. And uh, I, I still study. We never stop. Yep. And so it's just one of those things. You know, you feel things, you hear things, you see things, you know things. That's and right. Sometimes you can be wrong because you're interpreting. You know, it's not that I'm wrong or I'm right. It's about interpretation, right? Absolutely. And so it, right. That's really what it's about. So, um, anyway, yeah, thank so. you for that. And I think it's important to say that because, uh, you know, a lot of times I grew up watching these programs like uh, John Edward and uh, the Long Island Medium. And mm -hmm. you go, oh, my God, they're they never miss a beat. Um, and they're really, really good. And they're really, really and Matt Frazier. And they're born this way. And um, then but then, of course, there's editing. And I'll just say that I received a reading from a TV medium who has her own show, love her. And I said to her after she read me, I said, listen, I just want to be, she, she told me you're a medium. Do you know that? And I said, yes. And she said, uh, I said, I just want to be as detailed and specific and accurate as you are. She said, you are. And I said, yeah, but there was this episode where and I said, and you nailed this thing that was so specific. And she said, Shannon, do you think I got right to that? She said, there's editing involved. She's like, it took me a while to get there. Um, she's like, it, I didn't get it right away. And it did take me a while, but nobody wants to see somebody sitting there stammering and, and focusing because that's not interesting. And it also doesn't allow for time. So I think that uh, misconception is that mediums are, we think that we're right about everything and we're not, we're human beings. Information is being filtered through our human antenna, which is our, the radio station we're tuning into. And sometimes it's a little staticky. So we get information. Some, some spirits communicate strong, more strongly than others. And also sometimes we are simply misinterpreting something. We're misinterpreting it or the person doesn't recognize it because they're not aware of it yet, which has happened to me in readings. Many and I times. found out, yes, many times I've gotten readings and been like, that didn't make sense. And then I spoke with my mother and she's like, 
that is spot on. I never told you that. That was a family secret, but now it's out. So um, with that being said, uh, I thank you for explaining the sort of the process and um, just let me know what you need to kind of get settled in and whenever you're ready. Well, I'm kind of settled. I'm st- okay, great. I, I said my, I always say a prayer before I start. Everyone's yep. different. And I've said my prayer. And as I'm sitting here, I'm, um, but you're on here with me too. So I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure it's for you, Rob, because I ask for my sitters people. But have you lost a mail? I feel a mail coming through and it's in lineage for me. So this would be a father or grandfather. That's the way it is in lineage. Uh, I, yeah, both of my grandparents, uh, they've, grandparents. They've, they've passed. Yeah. My, and both as my I grandfathers that, have passed I also away. heard the word brother and wrote that down. So I don't know if your brother's passed or theirs, but something about a brother as well. I kind of thought maybe it was yours. Have you lost a brother? No, I, I don't, I don't have a brother. You don't have a brother. Okay. No. So it's just grandparents. Yeah. But, um, as I feel them coming in, I felt like one would, this one I feel is more particular like a father than a grandfather. So you would have been really close to him. Do you understand? Were you closer to one of them? To my, to either my, my grandfathers? Yes. Was there one you were closer to? Um, I, I guess you could say, yeah, there was one that I was closer to than the other, but um, not, not by much. They, you know, they both, they both passed away when I was young. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, it wasn't really, it was it was harder to like have an actual real relationship with them, okay. um, but but there was one grandfather that I did spend um, more time you know, with. Uh, more time with, especially before he had passed. And would and I fit would that have been your mother's grand your mother's father? Correct. Yes, yeah. that's what he said to me. I am on the mother's side. So and I felt like you got a little bit more time with him, and he felt you might not have felt it as much, but it was important for him if that makes sense. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so are you a musician? <laughs> um, I, I wouldn't say I'm a, I'm a great musician, but I, 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 I have played music. I have a lot of friends that are, that are involved. A, a, a lot of people in my life are musicians. A lot of close friends are. Okay. I also feel a woman coming in, but this feels lineage to me again. So But I feel like a sadness with it. So you would have been closer. So this would be mother or grandmother for lineage with me. And also I feel a deep sadness for this. So um, you would have had to have been closer if it's a grandmother. So have you lost your mother or grandmother? Uh, I, I have one grandmother that that passed away. That you were uh, very and, close to. Um, not, no, not really. Um, I, I did live with her for a little while as, as a, a small child, okay. but very, very young. Um, well, as, as it comes to me, I would have felt that she would have taken care of you and helped raise you in some way, because it feels more sadness to me about like she would felt closer to you or you felt closer to her. And um, and would this also be your mother's mother? That passed away? Uh-huh. Uh, no, my mother's mother is still alive. This I, I would believe be your father's. So. Okay. Correct. Well, yeah. she as she comes to me, she's talking to me about your mother. So that's why I felt like it was your mother's mother. And mm-hmm. as I feel like this, I feel like she's concerned about your mother. Has your mother had some health issues going on? 
Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's how it feels yeah. to me. And I feel mm-hmm. like she really genuinely cared for your mother and still does. And yeah. so she's telling me that she's, and I have to tell you the way she, it feels to me. And as she comes into me, we rally around your mother as we are um, helping her, you know, and I feel like that it's just hard for her to get around for some reason. Would that mm-hmm. make sense to you? Yeah. Yeah. And definitely. I feel like she's not well and they're rallying around her and they just need you to know. And I feel like there's more than just them. I feel like there's other spirits with her. And I just feel like you need to know it's going to be okay. That um, like, I feel like you worry about it. You don't need to because they're watching and it's almost like uh, they're letting you know it's okay. I also feel another female coming in. I don't know how she's related to you the way she comes in, but she feels younger, more like closer to your age. And um, she's very pretty, very open, very, when I say flamboyant, it's like in her, she was friendly. She was friendly with everyone. Have you lost someone like this? Um, The only person that I could think of that it could possibly be would be my dad's sister. My dad's sister did pass away. Um, Well, I feel like she didn't meet a stranger. Do you understand? Like, she loved everyone and she was friendly and everyone adored her as well. Mm. No, not the only, the only person I could think of would be possibly my dad's sister. I, I, yeah, I can't really think of anyone else. Oh, was she like that personality? Everyone loved her and she was. Yeah. From what I could remember, she, she passed away when I was young as well. Yeah, a lot okay. of that. A lot of, a lot of. Yeah, she had she she had died of breast cancer. Um, well, I don't know how she died yet, so don't tell me. But I do know that she sorry. comes close to me, and um, and I feel like she liked your mom too. Would you understand that? Would they have been friends? Yeah, yeah, I believe that right. they were. They I were mean, close. you know, some families they're not so close, but this one feels this is about your mom. I feel like she's coming around, and um you know, like cheering your mom on, that kind of feel about mm. it. And I feel like also, I don't know what you're doing with your life, but I feel like it's changing in this moment. And I could be wrong, but she makes me feel like there's big changes going on and you're going up. So I don't know if uh, you're going up the ladder at work or you're starting a business or you're something's growing, but that's how it feels to me. There's something about pushing and going up and I feel like they're helping in that way. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And it's growing, right? Whatever oh, you're yeah, doing yeah. is growing. Yeah. Right? There's been a, a ton of growth recently. Yeah. Do you own your own business? I don't, but I'm, I'm in the process of creating something. Yeah. Okay. Well, I just know whatever it is you're doing it's it's blooming it's like I mean, they're showing me literally like how a flower opens and the petals yeah. petals open and that's my symbol that it's growing i think that they're helping in this situation and i think it's going to get bigger to be honest with you i also feel like and i'll tell you the only thing that bothers me is that um and she just showed me this flower is something about you need to get a little more settled and grounded would that make sense sure yeah. And what knowing what you're doing, I don't know what you're doing, but it's almost like we need to kind of get a little bit more grounded. Well, do you have any questions? Um, well, 
I guess the only thing that I that I I've really been thinking about is um how my sister is actually doing. Um she lost somebody. And um she lost somebody very close to her. Um, it's not a young girl though, right? It is not, no. Okay. No. Um young girl in short shorts. About um uh 10 10 months ago or so okay don't say nothing um would your sister have lost a husband or boyfriend boyfriend yeah that's what i was just feeling too and i I don't i'm not and i just wanted to ask real quick if there's something i I just keep seeing this image so i just want to spit it out and not to interrupt you but just to get it out there i haven't sunk deeply enough into it but i keep seeing this image of a tiger um like a wild tiger with stripes but it feels like the name, the tiger feels to be associated with somebody's name. Um, it doesn't feel like a literal tiger, but it feels like somebody's name um, is tiger or called somebody tiger. Does that resonate with you at all, Rob? No, not that I could think yeah. of. I'm not sure about the that. The minute so. you said that, I thought tattoo and I thought, does he have a tattoo of a tiger? Yeah, I don't so know. Weird. I just, yeah. Uh, it's very possible he had a tattoo of a tiger. He had he was completely covered in tattoos. Oh, oh interesting. Was. Okay. That'd be yeah. interesting to find out if it has some significance because I just keep seeing it over yeah. and over. Yeah. Um, but anyway, go ahead. And what's so weird to me as as I'm asking him to come close, because I saw him when I got on here with you. Yeah. But I knew um it wasn't related to you per se. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so I always try to do family. But I'm asking him to try to come closer to me, right? And as he does, he lowers his head for me. So that means two things. It means that they take responsibility in their passing in some way. Would you understand that? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Or it means that they're apologizing. I feel both, to be honest. Yeah, probably both. I felt both. And I'm also giving the symbol of addiction. Would you also understand that? Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. As, yep. as I, now that he's actually coming close to me, my chest, I can't breathe. My chest is tight. Um, there's something about this in his passing as well. Would you understand that? Uh, yeah. Or would yeah. You know? Huh? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Cause it almost sometimes reminds me and I'm, and I don't know if this is part of it, but it kind of reminds me of fentanyl because I can't breathe, Uh, but my chest is tight, but um, he hasn't said that to me yet, so I don't know. Yeah. But, um, and and I'm telling you that, no, we got to talk about this. Hold on. I still see this girl here. (laughs) Yeah, I'm very curious about this girl. Somehow, I'm telling you, she's not leaving me, so she's just standing there, but anyway, But I have to tell you that as he comes close to me, I do feel like he owes apologies, deep apologies. Do you understand that? Yeah. And so I feel like he owes not just your sister, but your family one, if that makes sense. Sure. Yeah. I could see that. I mean, you're saying, yeah, but I feel it so deeply in my soul. And um, I don't feel like, I feel like that, this was somehow an accident of some sort, but was but some people may say it wasn't. Do you understand that? Yes, absolutely. Was this yeah. an overdose? 
Um, so there was an overdose um, where uh, he basically was dead, but then was brought back. Was brought back. Uh, my sister, was literally, who's a nurse, was able to give him CPR for like 30 minutes. And it was this whole thing. And it was a drug overdose. And then he ended up uh, passing away a week later. From something um, else. From something else. Okay. Okay. Because, but I, so that's where the apology lies in this overdose. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. I'm asking him, why should you be so sorry? Right. And was that, uh, was that fentanyl? I don't, I don't know for sure, but I, 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 I I'm pretty sure what, what had happened was there was, um, a, a drug purchased that he thought was one thing and then ended up being another. I don't okay. know. I, I would assume it probably was fentanyl. I just, the reason I'm only asking sure. is my, t- my chest has gotten so tight yeah. and I can't breathe very well. And that's often a sign of fentanyl for me, but okay. it could have just been his reaction to it too. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Unfortunately, I don't know the exact details of, of what it was. Yeah. And so that's why, okay. So now things kind of make sense. Cause I did feel like I'm there and I'm gone. It was a quick passing. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I feel but he's taking responsibility. So there was a lot leading up to it. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Um, I really feel like, um, I really feel like, has she seen a medium? I feel like he needs to kind of, um, things went unsaid. Does that make sense? She's, yeah, she's, she's gone to, to mediums to, to try and, and, and figure some stuff out on her own. Okay. Um, she's, she told me a little bit about it, but she kept, she kept a lot of it to herself. And I just feel like that he really um, needs to apologize to you. And it's more, and the reason why I'm saying that is because I'm like, well, he said you talk to mediums, but it's more like he needs to apologize to the family. And I said it that way earlier because she has kind of lost herself through it all, correct? Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's been pretty intense. And so... um, I do feel like something's went through me. So would you understand that I feel like something just plowed through me? I don't know what that means, but that's how I'm feeling. Would that make sense toward his actual passing? Yeah. Okay. Because I, um, and I feel my chest area again, but I also feel like I kind of almost feel like I was kind of, um, throne if that makes sense too so would would you understand that yeah Uh but this was this an accident like a car accident or something where he had been thrown yeah he went through the windshield okay that's because I keep feeling like something hit me here and I was propelled if that makes sense yep so something hit my chest area and then I was propelled but um when I'm asking him he he's very ashamed yeah of things if that makes sense. Yeah. And so he is taking responsibility for everything, but it all kind of adds up to one mess, if that if you understand that. Sure. Yeah. That's the yeah. way he kind of yeah. said it. 
there was a lot yeah a lot of chaos for sure leading a up lot to of it. chaos yeah um but had he gotten a tattoo for your sister before he passed <laughs> yeah he he got her name tattooed on his the side of his face but she never got one of him correct not until after after yeah yeah because yeah. he's like i got it first <laughs> wow yeah well, how did that yeah. happen if you passed <laughs> yeah it was it was still fresh i mean i don't think he he, he had it for a few days i think yeah. yeah you know he and i have to tell you this this man you know when i said brother and i wrote it down before we even got on here when we when i first got on here with y'all I wrote the name brother right here. Yeah. And and he's still saying it to me. So I don't know if you felt that close to him, but he kind of felt that close to you. Do you understand that? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, we we weren't I, I wouldn't consider us close now. Okay. Well, he he wrote I wrote it down and you kept saying you didn't have a brother, but he just said to me, You wrote you wrote it down. And yeah. I'm like, but you're really not his brother. But there's something about that. So I feel like he wanted that closeness and I felt like he felt closer to you than you felt to him, but he wanted that closeness and he needed, like, I think that's why he liked y'all's family. He felt like he was closer to y'all than he had been to his own or to other people. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. And I also feel like he was looking for something, love. And he just said, love, ma'am, love. He said it to me twice. I'm like, okay, I get it. But I feel like he was looking for love so deeply. And he found that with your sister. He just could not get past his own demons, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. But if there's anything I want to say, and you said, I'm just looking to see how my sister will be. I do want, need you to know and let her know. And I'm sure they've already told her that he loved her more than anything. And that's, yeah. it's, it's a deep love. And this is, I felt this deep sadness on here and I thought it was your grandmother, but I really feel like I'm getting that feeling from him, you know, yeah. um, because he was, he was really a good guy. It's almost like, what was that guy that was so smart that he was, you know, he just, um, I can't think of the movie now, but he was so smart. And I, and that's how I feel about this young man. I say young man because he's younger than me, but um, I felt he was really smart. He was brilliant. He just couldn't figure out how to put it all together. Does that make sense? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But would you know was... that to be true? Um, Not to the, to the extent of his intelligence. I, I, I don't know if I could speak to know. that. I just but... feel like he was highly intelligent. Yeah, per, the personality, I think, big personality, you know, was was really great with people, I think, and like having like building relationships and stuff like that. Yeah, but he just didn't know how to bring the two worlds together. Does I think that, that was, yeah, I think that was a struggle. Yeah, right. Because he had his own chaos in his mind. But yeah. I feel like if he could bring like he understood things better than he could express them, you know, yeah. and he's. Like if he could bring his intelligence with, like you said, his big personality, and he could just focus on those without the chaos, he would have been, he would have been beyond, he would have been great. So anyway, did he also play in, uh, in the instrument or was a musician? 
Um, I don't know. For I don't. I. I. I it's I, just you. Okay. I. Yeah, I know there was a, a music was a big part of his life. I just I can't remember offhand if if he actually played music or was just like a very it was just a big part of he was a big fan you know i started hearing music again and i'm hearing okay. those drums so that's why i'm asking yeah it okay. could be yeah i'll have to ask my sister yeah anyway um i just feel like that he i feel like he came through because i prayed so hard and he knew you'd be here to be honest yeah and and I literally felt him and I kept thinking, and you said no to the brother. And I was like, oh God, are you sure? You know? I would I yeah, I didn't want to say anything, but I was like, if there's right. if there's definitely a male around, I would assume it's gotta be him. Yeah. Yeah. So I do feel like he comes close to y'all, even though he's passed on. Yeah. And I feel like that, um, and I'll have to tell you, I do feel like that um he tells me he takes responsibility. So was the accident his fault too? Yeah. Yeah. Because he just said, I take responsibility. And he said that to me. But I also am aware that um, people, someone else got a tattoo in honor of him besides your sister. Would do you know that to be true, too? Oh, um, yeah, maybe his brother did. I just I, feel I, like other people did. So I'm going to there's say definitely. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm I'm sure some of his, his other family probably did. And and I feel like that. Um. When he passed, he's, it's almost like, I feel like there was a service of some sort. And he's like, they talk shit about me, ma'am. Oh, <laughs> he's gosh. laughing. So I feel like he really enjoyed his service, but he is very aware that people told stories about him and talked shit about him. <laughs> yeah, there's a, uh, there's a lot, there's mixed emotions for sure. So I'm like, well, okay, I will say yeah. it that way, but anyway. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But he's very much, yeah. um, but I'm telling you, I still see a young woman. So just know I said it. And, yeah, I'm so uh, curious about that. Well, I just, I feel her over here. I mean, she's like, I could describe her to a T where I can feel his energy. Does that make sense? And that's the way mediumship works. Sometimes you can see them so clearly and sometimes you can just feel them more clearly, mm. you know? Yeah. Sure. And um but do you have any questions you want to ask him? Um no, I feel like I kind of want to leave that to my sister and you know to let her kind of deal with that that um you know I was I was more curious if if he would be a part of this at all just in general. Um you know, I think kind of what you've shared is is probably more than enough. Um that I that I needed to get from him uh but I'll kind of leave the, the conversations between and the I'm two telling of them. you I'm, I'm telling you I feel so much energy in my room at this moment and I, I feel like it's your family and and I know you've had friends you've lost even even though you may not recognize them because I feel like there's others and I feel like they're all supporting you in your new adventure I don't know what that adventure is but I do know that it's it's almost like um, I see I see a little um, gambling machine and I see you know it going off you know when they make all that noise the I like you know you I like hit it big and it's all beeping yeah. it's that kind of feel I see so whatever adventure you're in I think that it's going to go off for you like it's going to be good for you so 
That's that's exciting. If I'm right, I should get ten percent of that. I'll I'll make sure you get a check. You got it. Okay, I actually have a question. Oh, I have I have a question for Rob because I kept ha having this feeling of this younger male, like younger boy. I don't think in spirit, but connected to this guy. Would there have been a younger boy? I I don't. It feels like a son. I don't know if it's his son, and it may be from a different relationship. But it felt like there was a younger boy that kind of looked up to him as a father or like a little brother or something that. Um, but it just felt like a younger boy, like seven. Do you know anything about that? Uh, well, from uh, a previous relationship, he had a younger daughter. Okay. Um, hmm. Okay. Then I maybe just be wrong, but I had this feeling of this child um, that that was important. Like I just had this feeling of there was this child that like looked to him like a father, um, whether it was like his biological child or not. It just felt like there was this something about that child felt very important. Um, but the kid felt like around seven or something like that. So I don't even know if that's close to what. That's that's a, I don't know her. I don't know her exact age, but it's it's around there. Yeah. Okay. And I could just be wrong about the gender, but um, it definitely felt like he has a he left a child behind, whether it's his own biological child or not. Um, and he wanted to acknowledge that child, and um, it because it felt like a very close relationship that he has with this kid, and feels really had a lot of remorse about not being there for her um, or having to leave her um, and, and really kind of, because the thing is with this, with this child and the relationship they had with her, like she looked up to him and thought he was walked on water. So it doesn't feel like there was any knowledge, like she didn't have any knowledge of his um, dysfunctional behavior or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but it really felt like she trusted him, looked up to him, just worshiped him like thought he was the coolest and that he was very loving towards her it wasn't um this his demons were hidden from her and so okay i just got a joke okay now i'm starting to feel more energy because he's saying yeah 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 like I, he wants to talk about her and obviously send love but that's so um i know that's not very specific so i'm just getting this feeling of immense love for her and wanting to protect her and, and knowing that he is still involved in her life very closely uh and not having had a chance to say goodbye, which which would be obvious because it was an unexpected passing, but he just showed me my symbol for there wasn't enough time, which is like, I'll see a clock um, where it was like, there wasn't enough time. Like he would have liked to have said something to her before he left, but he didn't have a chance to do that. Does that, do you, does that, do you know anything about that? Well, sure. Yeah. I mean um, him. So my sister was, uh, she traveled for work and he traveled with her. So okay. he was gone for, for, over a year where I don't think that they were able to see each other. Yeah. So there was like this long, there was this, this large chunk of time where he wasn't able to see her. And then it was they were getting to the point where they were slowly working their way back towards being in, all in the same town together. And he basically passed away like right before everybody that, was going to be back in town. That yeah. feels so right. That feels so right. Because it felt yeah. like as much as he loves your sister, there's really obviously this big responsibility towards this child and feeling yeah. like I didn't want to leave her. Like I really didn't want to leave her. And there was something unsaid again. I know that's, you know, what Lana had said, but I did feel this feeling of um, really wishing he could have said more to her, like, because he loved her so much and wanted her to be uh, safe in the he, world. Yeah. And, and he also, I mean, it was very close to Christmas too. So I think right, that, okay. that there was big, you know, there was plans to do things and see each other. And I'm sure he had 
things that he wanted to do and say and all of that. And make yeah. up. I, yeah, I felt like it was a yeah. making up of something when he said there wasn't sure. enough time. And uh, okay, I just got a chill from him too. Um, and I know he just, I mean, I don't know if you'll even, you know them well enough to even send that to to them. I, I would kind of want more specifics just for them. But I, yeah. but I, again, I'm going to see if I, I can do a reading for you after the, like, on our own time too, and see if anything sure. else comes through. But I definitely just felt like that's so important to him. That father role really meant a lot to him because it gave him something to feel proud about. Um, he didn't feel very proud. He felt a lot of shame about uh, having gone down the road of addiction and pain. And he had a lot of trauma. I think the main thing he just wanted to kind of push through is yes to everything Lana said, but also I've got to give love to this child that I really wish I could have done more for and been there more for and really wanted to be able to really be instrumental in her growing up. So um, I think that's that's the main thing. Ask something right quick. Yeah. Would the ocean, or would you know if the ocean would have been important to him and your sister? Um, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. And would she have a picture of them on the beach that she yeah. looks at often? Yeah, definitely. They had dogs they would take to the beach a lot. Yeah. Um, they left Arizona basically to be by the water. Yeah. Because he literally, while you were talking, he says to me, I love the beach and that's where we were good. That's where we were good. Yeah. And yep. so, and then he showed me a snapshot, a little picture snapshot. Yeah. And I felt like your sister had one of them on the beach that she kind of looked at often. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, just please let her know. I feel so much love as, as it comes close for your sister and for your family. I mean, you don't understand it, but I do feel that for the whole family. So Shannon, have you lost a young girl? No, I would, I'll claim it if, if I have, if anything resonates with I me. I keep saying this young girl about a young adult. Maybe I shouldn't say girl, a young adult. She would have been in her twenties, something. And I see her in short shorts. And I see her so plain, so clear standing here. So, but y'all neither one. Okay. I'll think about it. I see her. I feel like she has dirty blonde hair or not, you know, not brassy blonde, natural blonde, right? Yeah. With yeah. a little brown. I see yeah. her. She was built really good and she has short shorts on for me. And yeah. I feel like she would have been sassy, prissy, had that attitude, you know, yeah. she was all that. Yes. Yeah. So someone that you're that you're sort of describing um is uh, a friend of mine who is currently battling cancer so i'm just like i don't know are you seeing like something that's like going to happen because oh, interesting she's she's doing okay but she it's it's been a struggle it's the cancer's really bad and i mean you basically just described her <laughs> so uh I don't okay. know if that's a thing. Well, she's struggling right now. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I don't know how to answer that. To be honest, we're all going to go sometime, right? Oh, but, sure. That's true. Yeah. But I, um, but I will tell you this, if she's in the Dallas area, I do trance and I'll do trance for free. And can you tell Rob what trance is? Trance is where I go. You come, you lay down. It's an energetic healing. It really has nothing to do with me. I go and say a long prayer. I call in all the natives. I call in all the saints, all your family, my family. I call in anybody. And then I call in the doctors. 
the ones that's lived, the oncologists, the ones that's lived on the planet, the ones that's done the work. And I feel them come in and then I'm kind of out of it. And then I have no clue what happens. Very seldom will they speak to me in spirit. They usually come in and when I come back in, it's not that I leave my body, but when I just become more aware, it's over yeah. and done. And I've seen huge miracles with it. And then I've seen when nothing's happened, right? Yeah. So I make no promises. I just call it in. But if I see doctors come in, 90% of the time, the doctor will tell me their name. And if they tell oh, me their name, I will Google it. And I will find that they were, you know, an oncologist. Like one of my clients I saw, she had uh, thyroid cancer. Yeah. And when I went to trance, a doctor came and he said, my name is Dr. Jane Shaw. And I said to him, good, cut her throat. I don't care, fix it. And then I was kind of not out of my body, just kind of not aware. And when I was more aware, he was gone. And so when she opened her eyes, I, she was kind of like, I mean, water's pouring, not tears. It was pouring water. And she yeah. says, I don't know what happened, but I feel like my neck was cut. It is so sore. I can't touch it. And I said, well, I don't know. We got to go find out who James Shaw is. <laughs> and so I went oh, and Googled. Wow. And James yeah. Shaw was the leading authority on thyroid cancer in the world. And he lived in wow. Auckland, New Zealand. And he and he was he had passed. And we Googled and got the information. When she went to the have her surgery, the doctors cut her open and sewed her up. And they're like, wow. we don't know. But this test shows cancer. We know. We can tell you this is cancer but that's, they found nothing. So was that me? No, it was not, it was not in any shape, size or form, sure. you know, but yeah. um, I don't always guarantee that because I haven't always had the experience that everyone yeah. gets healed, but I have had many miracles and I make no promises. So if she would like to come and try and try it, I, I will do it for free. I was going to say, I mean, prayer is prayer. It yeah. don't that's matter. what I always yeah. feel like. I'm a, a Reiki uh, healer. And I, even as a medium, am a skeptic about, and I don't mean that that's, yeah. I know that you're not, but you I'm be, always though. like, but yeah. And I'm like, I don't exactly know that I'm healing um, or that I'm facilitating healing other than the fact that I believe in the power of intention and prayer. And I do believe that when you put it out to the universe, so I don't know if it's the symbols I'm writing in and the that air. That could be very well while I'm seeing her. So that we could have this conversation. To, yeah, it's, it's drawing yeah. attention to yeah. somebody that has a need. Mm -hmm. And I always feel like, hey, if nothing else, it's showing love to somebody. It's showing intention and prayer, whether you're, you know, and I'm not religious and um, I'm spiritual. And uh, it's not about like praying to the right gods. It's just sort of saying to the universe, like I intend and I I uh, intend for this healing, loving energy to surround this person. We're all made of the same energy. So I feel, figure it can't hurt if nothing else. And the first yeah. time I, I practiced Reiki on one of my friends, she had been through so much loss. She had so much back pain and she was just having a really hard time. And I did it for her. Just, I'm like, I don't know what is about to happen. And she sobbed afterwards and said that felt so healing. And I was like, I think if nothing else, it's the act of giving love to somebody that I, I told her, you just do nothing. You just lay here and let me take care of you. It's the intention mm -hmm. of care that I think is the heal is in the healing when you feel loved and supported and you're able to just sort of say, I'm taking this burden off of myself and letting somebody else care for me. I think that that in itself is so healing. So I, I think it can't hurt 
You know, I have neighbors yeah. that are really uh, that are immigrants from Ethiopia and they're very religious and um, they're very Christian. And I really didn't tell them a lot about what I do, but they were like, oh, do you do new age stuff? And I was like, I guess that's what you'd call it. And they were like, can we yeah. pray for you to find Jesus? And I was like, you know what? Sure. Like they prayed over me and they, did, yeah. you know, and I was like, I do not shun any kind of love coming my way. It's, I'm not taking it personally. I think as a, when I was younger, I would have taken that as other forcing their religion on me. I don't like this. I'm not going to do it. But I yeah. kind of was like, what's the harm? It, like, you're sending me love and well wishes. And, you know, if I'm more than open-minded about all of it. So I think that it, it can be really helpful just feeling supported i mean you're way. welcome to have my information and i'd be and i would be happy to i'll send them. that over to i'll send that over. yeah that would be great Rob. thank you so much and i'd be happy to do reiki for her too on zoom so um well lana thank you so much for being here uh it really means a lot that you uh, took the time and energy to show up um thank you so much lana i will talk to you shortly thank you so much for being here thank you all right robert so you had a reading with lana Yes. And let's talk about how it went for you. Sure. Um, is that's the first time I've ever done anything like that, by the way. Oh, really? I've, I didn't even I've, know that. I've never done it before. Um, I mentioned I have, you know, family that have done it before that are that are very much into it and and get a lot out of it. And I've always found it very interesting and it was something that I wanted to do. So I was, you know, I was very happy that uh, you know, we found each other and that we were gonna do something like this. Um but it it also just like makes me nervous because I'm like, yeah. and, and you were so great um, to sort of, you know, explain in the beginning that it's like, yeah, it's not going to be like perfect because you, yeah. you think about it in your head. You're like, oh, well, they're going to tell me all these. And, and I felt like there was some of that where I was like, I was shocked in in the accuracy and, and what we were talking about. But it still always makes me nervous because like I don't want to be like, I feel bad being like, nope. No, I know. No, I, I got, feel the same way when I get readings. Yeah, I just I'm like, feel bad. Yeah. And yeah. that's what, and that's something when I give my speech before I'm always, yeah. I always tell people, listen, don't be afraid to say no, I could be wrong. Like I, I may just be wrong. Yeah. And a lot of times people have come back and said, actually, like the next day, I remembered what that was. It makes sense. And sometimes yeah. they don't because as mediums, we're filtering information and winnowing grain from chaff and the reason that we study and why I spent the last two years studying, like Lana mentioned, um, the Arthur Finley School, which is what we call Hogwarts, where yeah. you go to this place where all these like UK mediums started and you stay in these dorms and you do like you get together in groups and you work with like the greats of the world and learn how to do it. And the reason and what it is, is it's learning to decipher, wait, is this my energy? Is this my thought? Or is it spirit? Sure. Yeah. And yeah, that's interesting. It's funny because usually when I do my prayer beforehand, I start to feel spirit right away. And then I'm like, okay, I have a strong sense of who's here. I know it. And then today I didn't do that and was like, oh, I should have done that because um, it sort of set, like we talked about intention. And I always tell people, listen, I'm not going to be right about everything. Um, the best yeah. mediums are 75% accurate. And I find now that I would do the work, and I watch other mediums work, I get nervous for them because I'm like, I know yeah. what's happening here. I, I get what's happening. Um, yeah. But I also have learned that I have 
I have paid big money to get readings from like some of the best mediums in the world, like the ones, the TV show people. Yeah. They've not resonated with me. Really? And I was like, wow, that's really interesting. I understand how it works, but I realized sometimes I'm like, I actually think that my reading was better than that, but you know, not like more accurate yeah, than sure. that person who has their own TV show. And I started to realize that everyone has off days. We're only human. We're not always right. Um, you know, when you're on fire and you yeah. know when, but the ultimate thing is to make the person feel like their loved ones are in the room with them. So if I say, like I asked you, Conrad, you're like, that doesn't mean anything. I'm like, I could have just popped into my brain. Like it may yeah. not be anything, but um, if I bring through like, okay, I'm getting a strong feeling of like a father and he passed this way. And usually I can tell people how they passed. I can ask the spirit. I can start feeling it in my body. Yeah. Um, but sometimes uh, I forget where I was going with that. However, um, I think that I too have been like, wow, this really is, I'm disappointed sometimes that it's not a perfect science. Sure. And, and of course it's not going to be like any, anything else in this world, like nothing's going to be a hundred percent. And, yeah. you know, I, I definitely, um, you know, I, I wasn't expecting, you know, this magical experience or whatever you want to, you know, call it. But yeah, I've, I've just, always, it's just something I've always been, been curious with. And I, and I, I think a big part of maybe why I didn't necessarily do it either is because I've been lucky in the sense that like, I haven't lost a lot of people in my life. Yeah. You know? And I could, and that's the thing I just yeah. had, I don't want to interrupt you because it's you're you're on the mic, but this is something that I talked about in a recent episode that something I'm learning when I have a spirit that is ready to talk and there's a big message and it was a tragic passing. Yeah. Oh, I feel it. I know. And I, I, I'm shocked with what they'll tell me. And um, I've been able to tell people, oh my gosh, this, somebody took this person's life. Oh my God, this is how it happened. And they're like, yes, yes, yes. But if I look at someone and I'm not really kind of feeling a lot, yeah. I've learned that that doesn't mean that I'm not connecting. It means they just don't have a lot of people on the other side Yeah. or their loved ones are kind of quiet. And I've had sure. a couple of readings like that where people just came to me out of curiosity and I just was like, I feel like I have this boring grandma and this boring grandpa. And that's kind of all <laughs> there is. It's like they were depression era. They worked really hard. They took care of their kids. I don't have much in the way of personality. And sometimes I even get disappointed. And then I go, wait a minute, this lack of information is information. Because when I tried to tap into you too, I'm like, I'm just not getting a whole lot. Like, yeah. I just feel like you don't have like this massive grief in your life um, directly you know, you've yeah. been affected by grief, but I kind of was like, I'm not feeling a lot of powerful energy around, yeah. not around you, but from spirit. And that in itself sure. gives me some information, which is really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is interesting. And, and it, it makes me feel better about it just because, you know, it, again, like I, it's the whole thing where it's like, oh, I, I just don't want to be like to sit here the whole time and just be like, nope, no, no. But I'm so curious in it, and it's so interesting to me that it's like, I want this, but, you know, obviously, um, you know, for this to really, I guess, have like a big impact, you, you, there's somebody that you're, that you really need to be looking to speak to or. Yeah, there has or, to be a need, a really yeah. strong need. And yeah. I think that in your case, there was a need on behalf of your sister, because yeah. that was a tragic, very close person. Um yeah. And that's when you started to ask about your sister, I immediately was like her partner passed and I could just feel that. But 
other than that, I was like, I feel like you're fortunate and that you still have a lot of your loved ones close to you. And that you have, I was even kind of going, does he even have like a friend, you know, like a lot of us have lost peers, but I was like, it's so interesting. I think we all know someone who's passed, Yeah. but it wasn't until now in my forties that I lost my first person who was so close to me that it actually impacted my life. I made it like, you know, four decades yeah. without losing anybody um, close He's to me. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's like, of course there, you know, growing up in high school and stuff, there were people I knew that had passed away, but it's like very much more acquaintances or, or yeah. friends of friends, you know, not somebody who's going to like, I would assume would pop up, you know, during something like that, yeah. just because we weren't necessarily that close. And even with my grandparents, I mean, I wasn't that I, they, they did die when I was relatively young. You know, I think like you know, between like 12, you know, 12 and 13 years old is right around the, the age where I lost uh, both my grand, my, my grandmother and both my gr grandparents or my grandfathers. And, uh, you know, it, it, there wasn't like a, a, even a big connection with them. Like we, we didn't live close to each other. We didn't speak a ton, you know, they were doing, <laughs> just doing their yeah. own thing. So, uh, you know, there was, there wasn't really a closeness there. And, and I did speak to my sister about it. So I was curious if like, and, and she did mention how they sort, they sort of showed up for her, but more in like a sense of just like, oh yeah, they're, they're here. And, they're here to and, and guiding they were you. Yeah. yeah. And they were described, you know, in detail to, to her and it sort of made sense, but it's like, you know, my, my, you know, my grand, both my grandparents, uh, or my grand, you know, they just, they're not, not a ton of personality. That's what uh, I that felt I, that and I would that, expect. Yeah. For them. That's to like so interesting that you up, said yeah. that because I'm, I literally was trying to tune into you and I'm like, I'm getting like nothing, not nothing, but just, I'm getting more of like grandparent vibes of people who don't have big personalities. I find that when a young person comes in, that's when I get like flooded with energy. Sure. It's yeah. all I don't, like, it's a young person who passed in their prime, like, at, you know, or, or at 21. Those are the ones that I have the best contact with. And, um, or somebody that was so incredibly close. Like I, my strongest reading or one of my strongest readings, I remember before I got on the call, I was like, oh my God, I feel overwhelmed. Like so much feeling, so, so yeah. many feelings. And I just was like, did your like partner pass away? And this woman said, yeah. And he was flooding me in a way that I've never felt. It was like this electricity. And I'm like, he's really wants to talk. He's like, I'm really, really, really sorry. He wants to acknowledge this. He came in so fast and left so fast. Hmm. Um, and I think, I can't remember if she might've not even been a paid, she might've been a practice um, reading, fortunately, because I'm like literally 20 minutes in and out. And I said, he doesn't want to talk about his feelings. He never did. He wants to apologize for that. I was like, but he wants you to know that he totally gets the error of his ways and he won't tell me what it is. And she's like, I know exactly what it is. Don't even worry. She said, I've been praying for him to apologize to me. That's all I needed. Cause I was like, tell me more. What is it? What are you upset yeah, about? She yeah. said, I know what it is because I've been feeling it. And then I just got one thing of information where I'm like, why is he showing me a chandelier? And she's like, because at Thanksgiving, the chandelier started flickering and we said, I know that's you. And I even said to her his name. I was like, who is, I'll say, you know, for anonymity, I won't say it. I'll make it. I'll say John. I go, who's John? She's like, that's his name. And I was like, well, yeah. that guy came in with, he needed to talk to her because he died suddenly of a heart attack and it in his like next to her in bed. And, 
it was like, he just wanted to come in and be like, look, I know I was kind of an asshole. I'm so sorry. I get it now. He said, I should have gone to therapy when you said, and she's like, yep. And then he just, all of a sudden, all the feelings just left. And I was like, he said, that's it. I'm done. And she goes, that's his personality. I said, he just told me I'm done. (laughs) She's like, that's how he communicated. So I think as mediums, sometimes that's why we get nervous because we don't know if it's going to be like that huge validation where I'm getting his name. I'm seeing the chandelier and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm on fire. Well, they're on fire. And then you get those ones where you're like, hmm. Yeah. You got like a quiet grandpa there. You're just kind (laughs) of like sitting in the corner just yeah i mean hey. literally one of while one of my grandpas was alive he literally just never talked like yeah. he, you know he was old and and you know he was just like he just didn't he just wanted to just sit and in peace <laughs> you know, you're, a, <laughs> yeah. you're a kid and you're just like all right i'm gonna go outside and i don't know maybe we'll talk in 10 years or something I know, I know. <laughs> and, and then that's yeah. yeah that's yeah so that's definitely something i thought about and it's so it's so interesting that 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 sort of resonates with you too because it's 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 something it's that, that that yeah <laughs> because yeah. i'm like why am i not getting anything and i i sometimes have trouble reading when another medium is reading because it just i'm trying to like not listen yeah, to get, them and get just, your wires crossed yeah i'm just not experienced enough to be able to do that yeah. very well i really need a yeah. one-on-one i go deep with my readings i really sit with my clients for sometimes over an hour just because i like to deep dive in a way that you know, yeah. my mentor is like, you got to shorten your readings. Like you can't go for that long. And gotcha. I'm like, I don't know. Like, I really just yeah. want to get in there. And then when I don't get a lot, I get frustrated and I, tr- and I'm like, okay, that's not enough. Um, so I think it, yeah. it is really interesting for you to be able to see the process, but I love too, that you're so open-minded about it and you want to, you want to. Yeah, I will. Look, I, I, I it. it's, it's like my childhood all over again. My grandparents have nothing to say to me. So, you know, it's just <laughs> like, I'm just, it's what I, it's, it's what I expected. Um, and you know, I, it's again, yeah, I'm, I'm just like, I want to experience all these things. It, it's interesting. You mentioned too, like the chandelier, like the flickering I've yeah. always, I've never really like experienced that. Like, you know, you see it in movies and TV shows and people talk about like, Oh, like the lights flickered. But what's interesting is so when my sister's boyfriend did pass away, he passed away. Like I said, it was like about a week before Christmas or so. So all this family, we already made plans. Like we were all going to meet together. We were, we had family flying in from the other side of the world. Like we were doing this big thing. So there was so many of us together and we had this, you know, obviously we had this, this hotel room for family that was in town and we were all just sort of spending time together, kind of rotating through this hotel room. And there was a point in the night, you know, where he had only it had only been like maybe a week or so, if 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 anything, a week. Could it could have been less? Could have been five days. That uh, there was a point where we were all sitting in the hotel room, and you know, this was like a nice hotel. It wasn't like they were having a power outage or anything. But there was a there was a point where there was a few of us. We're all sitting around, and we're talking about just you know how unfortunate things were, and. I literally said his name and the, the light flickered at the moment I said his name. And it was just like, that was uh, him. Uh, yeah, it was just like, uh, yeah, uh, this, and, and sh- sh- my sister had mentioned similar things happening to her days before in the hotel. Like, it was just like, oh, okay. So I guess he's just, he's just in the hotel with us right now. Mm-hmm. But it was just so surreal. Cause it's like, again, like you see these things in TV and movies and people talk about it and you're like, okay, well, I don't know if that like actually really happens to right. people. 
And then when it's like literally the lights flick, when when I said the guy's name and the lights flicked, I'm just like, this is too much. It I know. Wild. It's, it's you don't really... expect it to be so predictable and easy. In fact, yeah. when my aunt passed away, I had the same thing happen. And I'm a medium, so I'm not surprised. But this was the most shocking yeah. thing is that she passed away. And that night I said, my grandmother made this joke. She's like, when I pass away, I'm going to flick of the lights. And she goes, look out for that. It's going to be me. And yeah. uh, she was also kind of an atheist. She was like basically very agnostic. And that night I said uh, to Aunt June, I go, Aunt June, listen, ask my grandma. They were friends on opposite sides of the family. I said, ask Carmen to show you how to flicker the lights and flicker the lights. So I know you got to the other side. All right. Even though I know everybody does. And yeah. I shit you not. I'm sitting there on the couch. Five minutes later, I my eyes drawn to the kitchen all of the lights are flashing like yeah. flashing like they've like there's a little bit of a like electricity thing in, in that kitchen like there were occasional little blips it was a light show it was yeah. going crazy and i i was alone in the house my partner at the time was out and he wasn't there to witness this and i was like wait no i i, I was like there's no there's that can't that isn't yeah. that's crazy yeah. like that's crazy but it was on that was the only time it's been on command, um, yeah. except for when I was driving to Nashville a few weeks ago. And I said to my friend in spirit, I said, can you just show me a sign, please? Um, and I looked up and the truck in front of me said Carter on it. And that was his last name. So wow. um, there are those little things. But when it happens, you're like, maybe yeah. it's just a coincidence. But it's really I, cool to think about. I yeah. The, the, the only the, the thing that comes to mind is I had a, I had a friend who uh, his, his aunt had passed away and they essentially like found her. She told them, she's like, I'm not, she's like, I'm living in my house. I'm living on my own until the day I die. You're going to find me on the floor. Sorry. <laughs> just like, you got to deal with it. So like type a that like she, she paid for her funeral before she, she had like the outfit she wanted up in her closet. Like she was totally ready. ready. And um, she was like, you know, spiritual and, and just told them, she's like, this is what's going to happen. And she like kind of called the whole thing. And uh there was an issue with her doorbell, right? So like the, it, never, it would never work. So people would knock. She wouldn't, she's old. She couldn't hear the knocking. They would come inside and they would always sort of like scare her a little bit. And that was like the thing. They're like, I'm going to scare you. You're going to have a heart attack. I can't handle it. Like, let me fix this doorbell, please. And she would just tell him, no, nah, forget it. Leave the doorbell alone. I, I don't care. They they end up coming one day, finding her on the floor. Just like she said, uh, they have a funeral. They come back to the house, to her house to sort of come back and clean. And as they're all like sort of sitting around going through her stuff, the doorbell just starts going off. Like it just won't stop ringing. And they just all sat there and just kind of looked at each other and just like started laughing. And they're just like, this is, of course, like, of course, like, it's just. Every time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings. <laughs> that was just... her message. <laughs> it was, it's just like, yeah, I don't know. It's the, those, Crazy. when you hear stuff like that, you're just like, ah, that is just. The, 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 yeah, I don't know. It just, I know I, it, I like love... it, it helps my anxiety. And then it also yeah. just like kind of creates like a whole nother world where I'm just <laughs> like, okay, well that's comforting. Or, or is it, is it just, you know, coincidence? And you're just like, I don't, I don't know. I know. I wonder it all the time. I mean, I believe in it 110% now, but at the same time, yeah. I do have those moments where I'm like, what if it's not real? I got to get if, there. Yeah. yeah. I got to yeah. get to that 110%. I don't know. I don't know yeah. how I'm going to do it, but 
and maybe that's not your path maybe you know i just i've had an I've had I have more years on you too, where I finally was like, okay, this is all coming together. Now doing this podcast, I'm like, I am so convinced because the people I have on are so grounded and normal and regular people. And they have all this wisdom and their stories line up yeah. and the things that they say really all just keep on validating what I'm, I'm starting to see, you know, yeah. you start to put it all together. And I'm like, now I have a bigger picture and it's all being validated. And now I think I know what's going on. There's still so much we don't know. And yeah. so I thank you for coming on and sharing your fears, your anxieties, your thoughts about death sure. and for being so open-minded at the same time. And, and um, I'm really, I, I want to recommend your podcast. I've listened to it. It's great. Uh, obsessed you. with death. Where can we find you? I will put links below, but where can we yeah, find yeah. you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just just search uh, Obsessed with Death podcast. You know, we're on all the things, the Spotify's yeah. and the That's Apple how I podcast found you. I found stuff. you on Instagram. Yeah, um, yeah. Just, I think yeah, we just yeah, found each obs- other. Obsessed with Death pod on Instagram. That's what I thought um, But yeah, was. you know, yeah. But we're all, I'm on all the things. You just give us a, give it a Google and, and you'll find it. Um, and yeah, that's, uh, I, I really, I, yeah, I really appreciate you having me on. This was, this is such a very, very so fun. fun. Yeah, and and you're gonna come on my podcast too, and we're yes. gonna have another conversation. I can't wait. I've, got, I've got plenty of questions for you. Oh, fantastic! And, and we're gonna have a lot of fun. Yeah, we are. Thank you so much, Rob. Talk to you of soon. Of course.